Hey, what's going on? This is Pig Sarkin Pigskin. I'm your host, Seth Evans, alongside my co-host, Andy Whited. On today's episode, we're going to recap Championship Sunday, and we're going to deep dive into the NFL coaching carousel, what's going on. Andy, favorite game of Championship Sunday? Well, you know who I've been rooting for, and I'll let my picks speak for themselves. Uh, eight and three, if I'm not if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm eight and three. Uh, I did pick Kansas City overall to win last week, but I did cover the spread. Any of those who are listening will remember I did take the seven and a half points with Cincinnati, which was a good pick. Yeah, I mean, you're, at that, this that point, with of, the momentum, that was a lot of points for a very close championship Sunday game. And I do want to throw this little bit of information out there. Obviously, that's my favorite game. You got Cincinnati going down fast, and they went fa- they went down fast and hard, 21-3. to three. Yes. And I talked to you about this. I never felt like they were out of it. You did. You said that. You said it was 21-3 to three going into halftime, and you said... Correction, 21-10 to 10 going into 21 halftime. 21-10, and 10, excuse me. They were me. down 21-3. to three. They were down 21-3, but even then you said this isn't, this isn't going to be a blowout. This nope. is not going to be a blowout. Nope. I was on the other end of the spectrum. I thought Patty Mahomes was going to take care of business in the second half, and that became... So here we go. We're not going to get crazy into these games. They were great games. Sports fans watched them. You saw what I saw. Um, One thing, maybe contrary to what my co-host here thinks or likes, I'm retiring due to better information. Uh, I'm retiring. It was a a lazy take. It was an easy take. Um, Smoking Joe Burrow. I I mean, yeah, it's it's Joe Shiesty. There you go. Joe Shice. And we've got a Cincinnati, a hardcore Cincinnati Bang, Bengals fan that we reached out to to, to get a little better in-look on yes. that. He, Joe Shiesty, I've and I've seen a couple. And the favorite seems to be Joe Shiesty. I like Joey B. I like Joey Franchise. And I'll go I'll go right down to uh, kindergarten class here. I got Joseph Lee Burrow, <laughs> which that, I like. And I'm, I'm going to roll with I'm Joseph not, Lee Burrow from here on out. I like that one. Here we are. We're down 21-3. to three. You got Kansas City. Been there. They've done that. They've done it. Pat Mahomes on fire. They ran the ball great in the first half. Don't know what happened to it in the second half. But like I said, 21-3, to three, they they are never out of it. And they get a big – when they needed that touchdown, 21-3, to three, they march down the field. They make it 21-10. to 10. My opinion, the biggest blunder of the night was Kansas City having the ball inside the fucking five-yard line. Not points. Take the field goal. Take the points. You do, it. and points. I get it. You got Tyreek Hill. You you like the matchup. You throw a little out, you know, a little out route, little flats pass, and he gets stopped on the two with no timeouts, and there goes your points. It's uh, and now it's twenty-one to ten at half instead of twenty-four to ten. Right, and it's something that we talk about, right? When we're golfing in the summer, when we're doing it, when we're playing darts. We always talk about stepping on the neck and killing your opponent. When stepping you have the, the opportunity, you you're up big. Yep. Yep. You, you don't get comfortable. You don't take your foot off the gas. You don't. You, you step on their step neck on. and you kill them. When you're and feeding, you bury it in their ass. When you're feeding them pizza and they're full of pizza, you, you jam sh- pizza down their throat. And when they can't fit in their throat, you jam you it jam in their more. nose. You jam it in their ears because if you want. Your will to be done, you you jam it wherever it'll fit. And so in that aspect, I respect what Andy Reid in Kansas City was trying to do. But at the same time, sometimes you just take the points. Sometimes you give them an appetizer when they're not full instead of shoving down a full-course meal. And Good that, that, was that, solid, solid that reference. momentum, is, it killed Kansas City. 
I mean, that went that went they couldn't score. They were getting the ball back to start the second half. You could have been up huge, and they decided not to do it. They tried to go for the touchdown, and it killed momentum. They go three and out on their opening drive in the second half, and now Cincinnati's just rolling with the punches. So we're going to wrap this this game up here. Second half came out, brand new ball game. Brand Cincinnati new. forces KC three and out, and it remained close, but everyone could see Kansas City, Kansas City, or whoop, reverse. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. They weren't scoring in bunches, but they were scoring and scoring, making big stops. And then here we go. Game's down to the line. Big stop. We tie it up. Hey, did Cincinnati tie it up with a field goal at the end of the game to force it in overtime? They did. You know what would have been nice for Kansas City if they had those three fucking points from halftime? Anyways... Fucking Joe Shiesty does what Joe Shiesty has done literally the entire playoffs. I don't know how uh, this guy has catapulted. If he wasn't close, he has catapulted into stardom. Call him Smoking Joe. Call him Joey Franchise. Call him Joe Shiesty. You call know what him I, whatever the fuck you want. You know the what guy's I call a winner. him? I call him a winner. The guy is a and fucking winner. And he keeps winning, and it's phenomenal. It's fun to watch. Um not the greatest numbers. I'm, we're not going to go out here and say. But they ain't hey, bad. Hey, it's Joe. not like it's not Derek. Car- oh, Derek hey. Carr's got fake inflated numbers. Joe Burrow's yeah. numbers are solid. Yeah, he'll throw some picks, but then again, overall, and when 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 it comes down to crunch time, he ain't throwing those picks. He's not throwing the picks. He's not turning the ball over. He's controlling the offense. He's playing like a veteran quarterback that's two years in a league, and it is literally fun and it's remarkable to see. I'd him. say he's playing like a veteran quarterback. Seven, eight, nine years in the league, the way he's playing. I mean, the guy's incredible. I mean, he goes 23-38, 250, two touchdowns and a pick. The thing that needs to be noted, and we talked about it last pod, is the ability Cincinnati needed to keep Joe Burrow upright. My main point was keeping Joe Burrow upright and not being, not having all the pressures and, and everything like that. Who had more sacks that game, Cincinnati, Kansas City? Cincinnati did. There you go. Trey Hendrickson. Cincinnati's offensive Beast. line was the MVP of that game. You may not like that take, but they kept Joey Burrow upright. One sack against the entire Kansas City defense. And and that was the key to the sacks that we had. Who's the number one running back in Cincinnati? Joe Mixon. Now, played a g- appropriate game. Play call of the game for me. Maybe I mean, And it was a touchdown, but maybe people overlook it. Backup running back comes into the game, Samaj P. Ryan. And what does Zach Taylor dial up? He what di- does he dial up? He dials up a screenplay that goes for 41 and a touchdown. Okay. Samaj P. Ryan, do you think Kansas City's thinking Samaj P. Ryan's going to grab the ball here? Absolutely not. And he scores a touchdown. And Huge play call. I don't want, like I said, this is, this is a, just a small dive into championship weekend. We all, like I said, we all watch it. We're football fans. People listening to the show are football fans. You watched it. You know what happened. Um, Shout out to Oklahoma too for producing two NFL running backs, Prine and Mixon. There you Both go. Oklahoma alum. They, but if I'm not mistaken, they probably at some point played together. Played together. One right. was the backup. One was the start. Had to be because yep. they're they're but within sh- a year or two of each other. In, shout in out age. to Oklahoma for producing those so, running backs. Congrats to Cincinnati. I have to admit it. I hate to admit it, but it's with an excuse. Uh, those who follow the pod, I. Boldly came out. I said, hey, Cincinnati wins this game. I'll be first in line to buy a Joe Burrow jersey. Yes. And this isn't bullshit. This isn't 
recanting. It's none of that. I've proven. I've proven he, that I he, tried. He has receipts. You can't. People. He has receipts. My man was unable to buy a Joe Burrow. You can't jersey. find one unless you. I'm guessing unless you live in Cincinnati. Amazon doesn't have it. NFL and the NFL uh, website doesn't have it. Fanatics, Fanatics doesn't does have, it. have it. You can't find a Franklin Joe Burrow Park jersey. Franklin Mall in Toledo did not have it. We went to three separate stores. Hometown the jersey's shot. not available. It's hometown a hot shout topic out there. Hometown right shout now. out. Uh, nobody had it. Did I grab some Bengals gear? I'm gonna tell you right now, I did. He I'm, had ju- to. I'm on the bandwagon. He had to. Do I, I have it? Do I have a Who Day T-shirt that I'm wearing Super Bowl Sunday? The short answer is yes, I have it. Did I get in a little upcharge for it? Probably. Short answer is also yes, I did. Probably. $45 for a t-shirt is a little fucked in my opinion. But, you know what? but I'm going to wear it with pride. You know what I take about So as a betting man, I went with the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were going to win the game. Well, right. anybody that follows the show knows as a betting man, you're going to lose good. money following I, this hey, guy. Hey, listen, I'm not a better. I'm not, I am a better, but I'm a loser. <laughs> we but, all hit hot and cold streaks. But I will say, America won this game because we don't have to watch Jackson Mahomes. Oh my God! I'm glad you said anymore. it. I, I would have forgot. Have to watch it. I'd have forgotten. Unless you didn't say it. He's gone. He's until gone. next year. Until next season. Uh-huh. I don't have to watch it. We don't have to watch it. America wins. Bless his heart. It ain't. It ain't the appropriate area for football. No. So here we go. Like I said, we're not diving deep into it. We're going to segue into the next game. We're going to recap that one real quick. I do want to throw a shout out. Like I said, our our honest listeners. Um, this show is brought to you by, if you can hear the clinky clinky here, Charles Woodson Bourbon. One of the, the best to ever do it. He's one of our Michigan boys. And I tell you what, if there's anything he does better in football, it's making bourbon. Because is, this is bourbon. phenomenal. It is smooth. It is on the rocks. It is straight. It is fantastic. It's you what you want it to it. be. You got to try it. It's Charles Woodson making a one-handed interception on the sideline against Ohio State. That's, That's what it is. is. That's in a drink form. Yep. So here we go. Your game, your boy, my the fucking. My Hold man. on. Before before we get into it, yes. I want to throw a, a slight in there because I know you love the reference. Your Detroit Ram. Yeah, I hate Matt it. Matt Stafford. I hate it. I hate, the, I hate the reference. But man, do I love me some Matty Stafford. And Matty Stafford comes through once again for the Los Angeles Rams. And I am. Particularly happy because if you listen to the pod, if you know me, there's one particular person I cannot stand on the fucking radio on 97.1, <laughs> and that is fucking Rico Beard. Rico Beard, and if he ever listens to Avid this. Avid 49ers guy, by If the he way. listens to this, God bless him. I hope he likes it. No disrespect, but I, 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 I dislike you immensely. And you have made You don't me, agree with his takes is what you're saying. I don't. Not at all. The, <laughs> the guy has terrible takes. Terrible takes. Every time I listen to him, I just I, I can't stand it. So Matt Stafford not only winning purely because I just enjoy watching the guy play football and sure. I think he's a good football player. Completely underestimated in Detroit because the franchise itself did not take care of Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford did not suck for the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions suck for Matt Stafford. Fair. So he goes out to Los Angeles. And that's proven now, right? I think so. Technically, he has a winning record in the playoffs now. Right. How you doing? So, I'm Matt Stafford. Before you get a little further in the deep dive here, I, I do. Usually I let Seth take this this point. Stafford, 31-45, 337, two touchdowns. He had a pick in the first half. Yeah, a pick. It's it's uh, in four playoff games. It's hard. 
it's hard to come by somebody that's not going to throw one pick. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, he, he did he, what he was asked. The guy, the guy slings a rock around the yard. And, and credit to him here. Sorry to jump in. Nope, that's okay. What were they down in the fourth quarter? Seventeen to seven. Seventeen to seven. And Stafford. Who brought him back? Matt Stafford did. And I hate to say it. Matt it Stafford. was. It was. It was a. It was a de- defense. Also, I'm not. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that Matt Rams Stafford, defense is phenomenal. Matt Stafford's the one that brought him back. Plus, you're playing Jimmy Garoppolo, which helps. Uh, if you watch the Scumbag. game, which if you're listening Scumbag. to the show, you, you watch the game. Aaron Donald got on that sideline, and this is to me is what changed the outlook of the game. Aaron Donald got the boys on defense around him in a huddle. And he was ripping every one of those motherfuckers. You better fucking get right. You better play right. You better play your fucking ass off. And since I, you know, what? I can feel the fucking pat. You're getting me fired up right now. I, I just what I saw. This from is a Aaron different Donald, gear for Seth Evans. What I Evans saw right from now. Aaron Donald was just like, listen, the Rams aren't going to give up another fucking yard. Didn't. And, and they really, they truly didn't because Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe he was like three of nine in the fourth quarter. Terrible. With two yards. Typical Garoppolo. A pick. I mean, they couldn't run. the Debo Samuel, one of my favorite players in the NFL. Love him. If you don't like the guy, fuck you. The guy is a great receiver, and, and he's, he's coming out to be a great running back as well, which is one of those hybrid positions right now that's going on in the NFL. But Debo Samuel really takes it and does it well. Absolutely. Do you have a problem with that take? Nope. I People may question me on this. I'm going to tell you right now. He wasn't an unknown name in that draft. I believe he was taken in the second round by San Francisco. I was all for taking him. I loved him out of South Carolina. I thought he was dynamic. I thought he was the type of player that you're seeing him become in San Francisco. Yeah. He is a hybrid-esque Tyreek Hill. He's not quite as fast, but damn close. He'll take he's, the top off your defense he's and then throw him in the H-back. He's bigger. And guess what? He'll run the ball down the field through the gap for 50 yards. Yes, yes. He is dynamic. I love him. I love the way he plays. I love his passion. If you saw him at the end of that game, um, guy had some tears in his eyes because I tell you what, if there's, if there's <laughs> one player on the San Francisco 49ers, and not to take away anything from any of their players because I think they got to that championship game when no one thought they would. Then nobody. You nobody. saw. Nobody besides Rico Beard. Rico yeah. Beard thought he would. <laughs> so I got to give a shout-out to him. He, he believed in his 49ers. Hey, sure. And, and God bless. I give credit when credit's due. Whether I like the guy or not, he was all about the 49ers. No one was hurt more in that loss than Debo Samuel because he truly left – Everything out on the field, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be an annotated version of it. But the Gary Gaines halftime speech for the Permian Panthers in Friday Night Lights. Again, you're a football fan. You know the speech. You, you know the scene. You know the speech. But that was Aaron Donald on the sidelines. True. There's 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 gonna be players that get that that get that extra kick for you. And, and lucky for Aaron Donald, he had a Matt Stafford. He had a Cooper Cup. He had an OBJ on his team on offense. And they were able to get the job done. So hats off to the Rams. Hats off to Sean McVay. Hats off to the franchise. Because you know what? Another thing that we talked about on the podcast last week, if you listen, was the lack of fan base within L.A. It sucks, but I tell you what, I watched the game. If you're Maybe listening, it'll you watch increase. The, game. the Rams were coming back. The Rams were winning the game. The crowd was going nuts. So, yes. It's nice that they'll have a home field advantage for the fucking Super Bowl, which is absolute dog shit. Which, as much as I think he's a joke, he's the second worst commissioner in sports. 
outside of Rob Manfred. We're not going to dive into that because that's a real hot topic for me. Rob and Manfred is the worst. He's, he's terrible. We're not getting in there. Uh, Godell's right behind him, in my opinion. He's, uh, it, no, he's third. He's in, no. He's third. Adam he's, Silver's no, one. I, I disagree with that. We're not diving into extra sports. Godell said having home field advantage for it's happened it's never happened in pro sports history back to back years back to back years and we got to do something to fix it and you know what and this isn't a homer opinion cuz the lions had a super bowl back in oh Jerome Bettis's last year when the Steelers won the super bowl oh, in six Detroit 07 we have an indoor stadium a lot of the cold weather people have indoor stadiums it can go to indoor stadiums okay. it brings money it brings it brings support it brings Spread it out. I'm sick. I, I get it. I get why you play in Tampa. I get why you play in Miami. I get why you play in L.A. I get why you play in Arizona. We have indoor stadiums. Bring it other places. Yes, I understand playing a Super Bowl at Lambeau Field at MetLife Stadium. That is unrealistic. Cause well, no they one... did the MetLife Stadium years back. They did. That was the first time they had it up north it's in too a long cold. while. It's it is too, too cold. cold. I believe so it's I get cold. that. But for your teams that have indoor stadiums, it should be brought to them a little more frequently. I don't like to see the same five fucking places for the Super Bowl every oh, year. I agree. Because I'll be it. Yeah, I, I probably can never afford to go to one, which is a good point. Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whatever you want to call him, he, he brought that up. He he, he put the uh, the map, the ticket map yes. for the Super Bowl. Yes. I think the cheapest tickets, we're talking nosebleeds here. We're five grand. What? true fan can afford to, to no, go to nobody that. Nobody can. Nobody You're not can. playing to the real fan. You're playing to the CEOs. Listen, You're playing if, to the corporate companies. You're playing to the ultra-rich. We, if they're, you're listening they, to the, may, may, maybe they're fans, but they're not true if, fans. If you're listening to the pod, you're obviously probably a Troy Lions We're blue-collar We're blue-collar blue guys collar. here. We're middle-class people. For us... Let us watch the game. For us to go to a Super Bowl... You'd have you'd have to you'd have to get a second mortgage. You have to get a reverse mortgage. You ain't going to the Super Bowl. Listen, I may or may not get a reverse mortgage on my house just to go to the Super Bowl. I probably would. But listen, I ain't got five grand to go to a fucking Super Bowl game. I I, I don't have it. I would never do it. So th- this is the last thing I want to dive into, right? But we wrap the games. Everyone saw them. Everyone watched them. Everybody enjoyed them. They're good games. Like I said, we have not been disappointed in this year's playoffs that's for sure no the so first, the first round was so so but man the divisional that's to be round, expected the divisional round just championship round man, what it's been great football fantastic playoff football so and we're not going to dive into this because this will be on next week's show um right now what i have in front of me for the super bowl sofi stadium unfortunately rams home stadium spread right now is rams minus four and a half Again, I feel Cincinnati's being disrespected. I understand it's we basically were, we, a home we, game. We, that is for next I just week, want people um, to know where it's at right now as we record a week out. Yes. A week yes. out, that's we, where it's we, at. We are seven days from Super Bowl Sunday. Rams four and a half. That's where it is. We will deep dive into that. Segway. Here we go. Whoop. Coaching carousel. The coaching now there's carousel. there's some hot, hot controversy. Everyone knows about it. Brian Flores bringing the class action lawsuit. Um, issues with the Rooney Rule. Issues with black coaches being hired in the NFL. Currently speaking, before the rest of the hirings are done, there is one black coach in the NFL. It's Mike Tomlin, tenured, fifteen years, I believe. Which, um, which is, which is a coach that I think all thirty-two teams would want. To and have. that's what we brought up just in a little conversation we had now on, this, the, on the side listen, here. This, this is a hot topic. It is a very controversial topic. It is it is something that 
something that we discussed pre-show of maybe we shouldn't even talk about it. And that's what, that's what I want the viewers to know. If you're looking for a big controversial take from us, we're going to pretty much give you what you've heard from the big radios. Yes. Is we're, we're not going to... It's wait and see. Yeah. Is, the, is, there, is there a lawsuit to be brought? No one can stop you from bringing a lawsuit. Okay, that's that's one thing. Here we go. You guys know we're in the law enforcement industry. Yep. And this is not a criminal issue, this just is, so everybody knows. This is, this a, is civil, a civil class. So this lawsuit. has nothing to do with law enforcement, just so everybody knows. This is a civil issue. And Man. my only take from it is do I agree that it the numbers representing black coaches in the NFL are low? Yes. yes, I agree. Yes, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. We have 32 NFL franchises. We have one coach who is a minority. Two, if you count Ron Rivera, which I think you have to. Yeah, he's he Hispanic. Hispanic. He's Hispanic. My take on it is just about from the other talk shows I listen to that I that I enjoy. 97-1 Ticket, like I said, we're local guys. I enjoy uh, John Jansen and Stoney in the morning. And it's not just them. It's It seems to be from your professionals in the business – is the lawsuit justified? I don't know. I'm not qualified to make that to make that uh, assumption. But we're going to give you our opinions on that, right? If you're if you're going to make this class action lawsuit, this is one you're going to have to have hard evidence, and that's I don't know if it's my issue with it. It's in this scenario, it's hard. It's it's so difficult to say, hey, I didn't get hired because I'm black, and that's and it's not, it's it's because. The NFL is your owned. You have owners. It's a. It's. It's you an have, individual business yes, you have, per team. It's the NFL have, as a whole, but it's an individual business. You have thirty-two different owners that own a franchise that makes them billions of dollars. And it here's, is hard to come up with some type of policy or some type of requirement to say, "Hey, owner, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You have to hire this person." You unfortunate, unfortunately, or fortunate, whatever spin you want to put on it, they own that team, and it is from their own volition. They paid for that team in a big fancy buck. They paid for that team. Now, the, in the in the big the big owner that's on the hot seat right now is Stephen Ross from Miami Dolphins because he he fired Brian Flores. Brian Flores is who brought the class action lawsuit. I I personally take it for what it's worth. I don't think Brian Flores was fired because he's black. No, I, I, I don't think so either. My main issue with Stephen Ross, and this is, this is my huge take from it, is what Brian Flores is alleging that, hey, I was offered $100,000 to tank games. Because now we're getting into the integrity of the game. Now we're getting into, can you force a guy to sell a team? Because legally, it's tough. But if, if you're if, if those, you're insulting the integrity of the game, if you can prove, hey, I'm paying you to lose games. That's Pete Rose esque, not Pete Rose because he bet on his own team. Which again, win. we're not getting into it. Big supporters of Pete Rose on this yeah, podcast. Guy should be in the Hall of Fame. He too. should be. But if he paid Flores to lose games, yes, everything you can do to get him out of ownership should be done. But you know what? It's a hard thing to prove. But you know what, Brian Flores, bring the receipts. If that and that's another thing. If you're Brian Flores, and this is this is all in debate. This is all. Because if he did, hold on one second. Hold on one second. You got something to say? Yeah. You're gonna force a guy to sell an NFL franchise, okay? What's his punishment gonna be? Four billion dollars, right? 
Oh man, what it's, a, what a punishment! It's it's it, it's not a it's punishment. a lose lose situation, right? Because you you see a bad guy get richer, and the only issue I really have with it is the and quite frankly, I, I I'm dead honest with this. I don't want this to be what it can be. Is Brian Flores is alleging this? You if you're saying this, you better be able to back up that you never accepted any money to lose games. Yeah, then bring the receipts because then your integrity's gone too, and right. you're gone also. It, it, yeah, it, and I don't think from everything I know and everything I've researched and everything I've saw from Brian Flores, I'll be honest with you, I believe him. I do. It's hard not to. believe You know a guy who I like don't him. believe though? Hugh Jackson. I don't believe Hugh Jackson. Sorry. And, and if you don't know, Hugh Jackson went 1-15 and after, then 0-16. After, after an 0-16. Oh, it was 0-16 oh, first, and then which took a little pressure off the Lions, by the way. Right. Thank no you for that. Kidding. But then Thank you, Cleveland. They didn't fire him, which I actually can appreciate. Hey, you inherited a very bad team. You did what you could. You went 0-16. They were a bad team. You were trying to lose games. You were trying to get the right players. But then you go... One in fifteen, and you get fired. His firing was justified. Oh my God, was it? Ever. One in fifteen. You know, the problem I have. One in thirty-one. The problem you I, have to be fired. The problem I have with Hugh Jackson is not once since his firing, and I, I'm I'm on Twitter, I'm looking at these things, and not once since the time he was fired has he ever ever taken an ounce of responsibility for going one in thirty-one. And now all of a sudden, Brian Flores comes out and says, "Hey, I was paid one hundred thousand dollars to lose every game." Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Oh, me, oh, me too. Me too. You know me what? And I don't have anything to prove it. But I'm I didn't receive it. any money but for it. Say it. And I can't prove but that I'm I was offered. It. But, I, hey, so was I. You know, I, So there's one side. And, you know what? And hats off to Brian Flores for building a distinguished character, building responsibility, building respect in the league. And not that Hugh Jackson's not respected. It's just no, the, I, guys, the guy has been a head coach of two different franchises. Head coach of the Oakland Raiders back back a few years ago, and then you know he got the Cleveland Browns. But back. you can agree and disagree at the same time. I believe Brian Flores. I think he has something to go on. There's a lot to be said in the meantime. Hugh Jackson, I think, is just trying to we have not, jump on board, yes. trying to gain something we, out of it. We have not. I will say this, okay? So Brian Flores goes to New York. He has an interview on Thursday. On Wednesday, he receives a text message from Bill Belichick saying, congratulations on getting a job, yada, yada. They exchange text messages. Brian Flores goes, wait a second, did you hear something I didn't hear? Right. Are you talking about me, Brian Flores, or are you talking about Brian Dabble, from the offensive coordinator from Buffalo? And we're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to put a sensor on it. The text messages you see that are bleeped out are the – Bill Belichick goes, oh, shit, I fucked up. He fucked up. I fucked up. Fucked and first of all, Bill Belichick is – there's nothing – Maybe he knew. Bill Belichick's been in the league for how long? Well, he's gonna know some stuff. Yeah, there, he well, has a billion there connections. Was no, there was no, you know, we're not saying there was any racism for Bill Belichick. No, what, no, absolutely not. And I don't think there's any racism from the Giants' point of view either. But what Brian I will Dable say, is the hottest name in the market. End of story. What I will say: white, black, if, indifferent doesn't matter. Brian Dable is the hottest name to be hired. Yes, everybody we, we wanted love this guy. Brian Dable. Yeah, if you listen I, to the pod, you know we love Brian we, Dable. I, I tell you right now, I, problem, I think going to the Giants was his biggest mistake because that's a fucking nightmare franchise. The problem I have with what the Giants did was you're bringing Brian Flores in, who I think is a legitimate NFL head coach, and you've already offered the job to Brian Dable. 
before the Flores interview. Right. So you're wasting Flores' time. Yes. You're wasting your own time. There's a bit of honesty that's not being represented And there. And if we're going to talk about the Rooney Rule, well, the Giants had already interviewed two separate black head coaches with Leslie Frazier and I cannot remember the other guy's name, but Brian Flores wasn't this token interview that they were going to have. Brian Flores was a legitimate interview for the Giants job, but they had decided that they're going to go with Brian Dabble, which is fine. But don't waste the guy's fucking time. Yeah, exa- perfect take. And that's and that's what I want to bring up about the Rooney rule, which is what Flores said, is it was a good intended rule that was not realistic because that is 100% takeaway for me and my co-host here. We're 100% in agreement on this. The Rooney rule with good intentions. Yes, you should have to interview a minority candidate. But how many teams are interviewing a minority candidate at this time, and they're not seriously considering them? They're just they're, they're just interviewing they're just fu- they're fulfilling the rule. And we saw without that guy having a legitimate we job. The, we saw the Detroit Lions do this. They fired Jim Caldwell. Bad fire. Terrible fire. Bob Quinn, the worst general manager in in the entire professional sports industry. I mean, all professional sports. Bob Quinn is the worst. I mean, that guy fucking sucks. And brought in Fatty Patty, who and was a fucking horrible hunter. fat ass rocket signed Matt Patricia. Yeah. That, fuck that guy. I don't know who's worse. <laughs> is Matt Patricia a worse head coach or is Bob Quinn a worse general manager? I'll I go, think they both suck. They both definitely point suck. Point is, I just is, like Patricia more. Point is, Bob Quinn brought in Terrell Austin, who was the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions prior to Jim Caldwell getting fired. They brought him in. And it was strictly because of the Rooney Rule is why they brought him in, which is and what I don't, which is what interview. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like the sham interviews, and that's why you know. And listen, the Rooney Rule is good, but it's bad at the same time because strictly you're bringing minorities in to interview. You have to, right? How many of those guys are, are getting a legitimate chance? chance? David Cully in Houston. Did guy- he? He. That guy was hired. He was hired in a terrible fucking situation. That didn't have a chance. No, and then they fire him after one year, I which gotta, also is not fair. I got and they performed. That. They outperformed what most people thought they would do. Right, and he, I, yeah, and then he so gets. Why canned. is he not getting a second year? Yep, I agree. You know, there, there's there's been a lot of and listen, we're, we're hot topic issue. You're right. This is a very controversial issue. We're not picking one side or the other, but we. I mean, there's no doubt that we're seeing. Problems within the NFL when it comes to coaching. I mean, there's, there's. But we're also on the same side that, from logical people, logical people, everyone, please highlight that word. Logical people. It does not fucking matter who you are, where you came from, who your aunt, uncle, brother, sister, dad, mom, black, white, brown, purple, green, or yellow, or pink. Show me what you've done, show me why you're the best, and that's who should get it. Which is why I just want to give credit, I, as much as I think they're a fucked franchise, the Giants got the best coach available. Anybody that says Brian Dable was not the most sought-after head coach target in this, this round of hiring is wrong. If you think, if you think this guy was better, player, or Coach A was better, or Coach B... Brian Dabble was the guy to get. The Giants went out and they made it happen. 
And hats off to him, because well, I, I don't think that was the best job to take. No, it, it wasn't. The Giants is a horrific franchise. My and we, and we, I think we, thing, I think we took a deep dive into this. The one thing that we talked about pre-show was the trends in NFL coaching right now. And it's been over the last few years. Offense, it's, offense, it's, offense, it's young, offensive, young, 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 young. offensive. You know, I remember Kyle Bogey when he was on 97 won the ticket. He always used to say, the young, sexy offensive coordinator. And that, Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, right, Kyle Cliff, Shanahan, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, and they've had a lot of success in the NFL coaching football teams. So a lot of teams have, have it, it's a copycat league. Yep. If it's an offensive trend right now, you're gonna have those young, sexy offensive coordinators. Now, the problem is, and controversial take here, so strike me if I'm wrong, but predominantly a lot of your black head coach or your black coaches. Coach on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. I mean, that's. I don't think that's a hot take. That's a guy, just, a that's guy me and you have talked about time and time and time again that we do not want to lose Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn. Defensive coordinator. Phenomenal. That guy. Proved, that guy his, proved, proved he's there for a reason. Yes. We don't want to see him go. And I've said, I, I, I don't know how many times I said over the season of the Detroit Lions is, I wish Aaron Glenn was head coach of the Detroit Lions. And I agree. I don't dislike Dan Campbell, but I, I Aaron you know, Campbell. Aaron Glenn and is, I, or Aaron, Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn is shown. And Aaron Glenn will be a head coach. I think that goes without he saying. He will but, be. But it goes to the point of trends, right? So, yes, the trend right now is the young, sexy offensive coordinator. It is going to flip the other way eventually. There is going to be a defensive side to football where they're going to figure out these young, sexy offensive coordinators. They're going to get worn out. And then it's going to go back to a defensive-type head coach league. Yep. And when that happens, your Todd Bowles are going to get head coach. Yep. Your Raheem Morris's, your Vance Joseph's. Aaron Glenn. Gonna, Aaron Glenn. Yeah. They're going to get head coaching jobs. So... so Phenomenal back and forth there. Anybody that has other things to say, we respect them. We understand them. Yeah, there's no disrespect. We, we hit on it. I, I'd say we hit on it a little more than we planned to. What I do want to do is I want to touch on, let's let's talk about some of the guys that have been hired. Yeah. Because they deserve their respect, regardless of what's going on. It's not their fault for getting hired. And there's some guys that have waited their turn. They've been top candidates. Coming up, and I want to I want to show some love to those guys. Is uh, Eberflus he, he, yeah. in Chicago? Yep, he was a hot topic last time around. Well, and he's you know, that a, kinda, a defensive guy. That kind of goes. <laughs> that kind of goes against what we're saying, right? We're in a deep- but it's not like he doesn't deserve it. That's what I want. That's what I want to make clear. Is Eberflus deserves it. Everyone, there's. It wasn't just. You know, well, hey, and I, he I, deserved it. He deserved the opportunity. He's proven himself. He was, a, ex- he, was a, he was a hot coach candidate last time around. There's an exception to everything that we say. Exactly. Right? There's always going to exactly. be that guy. And I'll tell you, the biggest surprise in the coaching hires, there's two for me, is Josh McDaniels getting the o- or, sorry, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders job. Uh, I didn't think he was going to leave New England because I figured Belichick ain't got a boatload of more time. Who knows because he's the best of all time. I figured that was pre-made for McDaniels, but he... I figured that's why he went back after Denver. Right, and that's what I thought, and I didn't even... But, hey, he takes over Las Vegas, who I, I think was the best job to take over. And he's an offensive mind with a Belichick influence. I, I'm curious to see what happens there in regards to the draft. I'm curious what, see, what, what happens so in free agent...